Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Well, from the start off of the postulate 13 and 14, um, it says generosity and courage. Um, a person who is here to get will focus their attention on maximizing accumulation and minimizing loss. Um, the predominant register of the internal dialogue will therefore be greed and fear. Um, so, you know, if you're trying to maximize your accumulation, make sure you get as much as you can. We call that greed. If you try and minimize uh, your losses, you will call that fear. This is page 8. A person who is, there to, is here to give will be concerned with cultivating the capacity to hand over both things associated with the self and the self itself. The predominant register of the internal dialogue will therefore be concerned with generosity and courage. So there's a, a few things that we need to uh, uh, just make clear what, uh, from this. The one is this idea of the register of your internal dialogue. And uh, this is a useful concept, and it's one that I personally refer to quite a, quite a lot. What, what would we understand by internal dialogue? According to, to my understanding, in internal dialogue, it's when or maybe alone, then having a self-talk with yourself. Mm. That's absolutely right. Except <coughs> that it, that doesn't just happen when you're alone. Mm. We're talking to ourselves all the time. Mm. If we put into our mouths what is in our heads, they'd lock us up in a madhouse. Mm. Because anybody who talks to themselves like that can't be healthy. You know, but, but uh, so we keep it quiet so they don't lock us up, you see. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so everybody talks to themselves all the time. And, um, um, and in fact, this talking to yourself has, uh, there's a number of implications to this. Um, the, 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 one of the things that's important to understand about this talking to yourself is that it's like text. You know, because it's, it's sentences, it's meanings that you put, it's not necessarily sentences like, like, um, you know, you are saying a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's images and so on. It has a language kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And it carries meaning. Now, what's important about any text, anything that carries meaning, is that it has a register. And hopefully, the more exposed to this work, the more you'll get to understand what we mean by the register. But register is the feel of a text. Like, it's like the emotional overtone of a text. So, for instance, if you were reading a really scary novel, then and I'd ask you, well, what's the register of this text? You'd say, man, it's really creepy. Or if uh, you were reading um, uh, an adventure story, it's a man, it's very exciting. You know, so every register, every text has a register. So does the text in your head. The first attribute of the text, the register, of the text in somebody's head, when they had to take is they want to make sure that they get as much as they can and they want to minimize what they lose. So if you put an ear to their ear, if you could hear what was going on in that head, (laughs) you basically find that there's always a discussion going on about fear and about um, uh, greed and accumulation. There's a reason for that. And the reason for that is that actually what sits at the root of their way of being is, is resentment. If you think you've been done in, you want to make sure you get as much as you can. You know? So 
But that's not appropriate for this yet. I mean, this is just this is a, this is the first pass over this idea of internal dialogue. Is that the register of the internal dialogue of a of a immature person is greed and fear. Mm. That also then has to mean that a mature person, a person who's here to give, the register of their internal dialogue would be generosity and courage. They'd be willing to take risks and they'll be willing to give. Now, this thing about giving uh, being about generosity and courage, you see, very, I mean, we've said this before many times, that giving isn't just about being nice. We think it is. We think, you know, it's like giving food and giving sadaqah. And, you know, it's like being a nice person. That's what giving is. But giving is actually giving what the situation that you're in requires of you. We call that giving each situation its due. And there's two broad classes in this. If a hungry child asks you for food, the right thing to do is to give the child food. We call that action generous. If an old lady is being beaten up in the park by a thug for a handbag, the right thing to do is to beat up the thug. You're still giving. So you understand, giving isn't necessarily about being nice. Sometimes it means confronting. It means having to be courageous. It means having to put yourself on the line. So giving comes in these two classes. Mm. Generosity, when you're being kind, when you're being nice. And courage, when you're confronting. Now, if we say giving is about acting consistently with the generosity or the courage that is required in the situation that you're in, then taking is about getting your logic wrong. So if the, if the child asks you for food and you slap the child, and we say to you, Felix, why you slap the child? You say, no, no, I'm being courageous. No, no, that's not courage. Mm. That's selfishness. Mm. Mm. The little old lady is being beaten by the thug and you run over and you take the bag out of the, the old lady's hands and you give it to the thug. And we say, Katlejo, why are you doing that? You say, no, 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 I'm being generous. That's not generosity, that's cowardice, do you understand? Mm. So, so, it's, um, and why, so it's, uh, the, the, these, this, it's very important to understand that giving always presents itself to you in these two classes. And then a mature person, they actually are cultivating the ability to give by consistently being, being, being willing to lose or give. Now, the last thing you need to understand about this issue of giving or taking is that it um, is really in two classes. And it's, it's, it's not quite the same thing as generosity and courage. First of all, you can give or take things. Hmm. Actually, it is consistent with generosity and courage. So that somebody asks you if you give them stuff. Or you can give or take significance. You know, in any interaction, there's always two people, and in that, in the, the, whoever's on the self side, you either can grant significance or you can try and take significance. Mm. The impact on you is not the same. Selfishness, the need for things, and the need for significance, on the impact is not the same. If I want your hat, your ability to withhold the hat gives you power over me. Mm -hmm. But if at some point you get 
soften the head and you give me the hat, I've now got the hat, you can't manipulate me anymore because I've got the hat. But if I want you to like me, I want something from you that I can never get control over. Your good opinion of me never leaves you. Mm. So if I, I'm in this relationship to be liked by you, I'm far more vulnerable to you. You are far more dangerous to me than if I just want things from you. Mm, mm. The quality that I need to get over my need for your hat, we call generosity. Mm. The quality that I need to get over my need for, your, for significance from you is courage. Because okay. it means I must be willing to lose face. It is a kind of dying. Mm. Mm. Losing face. That's why, in our, on our path, the issue of humility is so, and the genuine humility is so very important. Because mm. yeah. genuine humility means in every situation you grant significance to the other. The person who really gets that right can never be manipulated. Yeah, if I really. Even if the internal dialogue that you can stand for. Well, if you, if, if, if you recognize that the internal dialogue is saying, I want, you know, this person is making me cross because they think I'm a fool, they're treating me like a fool. Mm-hmm. If you recognize that that's happening and you're saying, I'm not giving him power over my state because of him thinking, you know, I want him to think I'm not a fool. Mm. The moment I recognize that I'm feeling that I'm putting, so, so who's the criminal here? Right? Uh, him who's trying to make me feel like a fool, or me who's, ma- who's producing the feelings of being a fool. Me, you, yeah, you, made, you understand? It's because you, it's on the inside. You know? And there's the other one yeah. saying, uh, leave it alone. You just yeah. see it. But yeah. it doesn't actually say it, it some kind of meaning. It doesn't have a language. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And we say yeah. it so short. So and, and your feelings, you see, are very useful. Hmm. The moment you feel insulted, this is why. That's really interesting. Yeah, with a few words, this guy's not got control over my state. You could, you can choose not to give him control over your state just by saying, "Well, you're welcome to your opinion." This is So just see if this makes sense of it. Could you turn the light on, please, so you can get a little dark in here? It is getting dark, but my eyes are really bad. Yeah, it's getting dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a lot better. Right up, right up, right up. Is that, that the yeah, brightest of the day? Okay, thank A person is here to get will focus their attention on maximizing accumulation and minimizing loss. The predominant register of the internal dialogue will be greed and fear. A person who is here to give will be concerned with accumulating, uh, with cultivating rather the capacity to hand over things associated with the self and the self itself. The predominant register of the internal dialogue will therefore be concerned with generosity and courage. The mature self transacting with the world, therefore, gives easily and will not be risk-averse. You know, why is this important? Because we think... You know, we think um, if you're clever, then you make sure you get, you get what you want. You know, but this is not our understanding on this path, and it's not the understanding of a Muslim. You're enjoined to sadaqah, you're enjoined to generosity. 
you're enjoined to forbidding uh, evil and 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 uh, commanding what is good. That takes courage. That takes confrontation. In other words, you're here to take risks. Mm. You're here to serve. You're here to give. Mm. So if you have this this way of being, then you you will see that in the person. The person is not risk averse. They'll take the risk. The person is is will will always be honest. They'll, but they'll also be the first one to serve. For light, easy to give, easy to you know, like like these little habits of the shoes and so on. These are very good practices. They're very good for the heart. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. Benevolence and malevolence. Now, these I know these are big words. Benevolence means goodness, and malevolence therefore means. Very good. Benevolence and malevolence. Right. So so people who speak about benevolent intent, which means good intent, or malevolent intent, bad intent. You can't trust him, he's got a malevolent intent. Well he is of malevolent intent. Mm. So 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 so, now you see what people don't understand is this this issue of, of maturity, of generosity and courage actually has a moral implication. It actually does help you to understand that there are such things, there are such, there's such a thing as a good person, there's such a thing as a bad person. Mm-hmm. Because the effect on the world of these two people would be very different. Mm-hmm. So, the demeanor of the immature self, in other words, the sort of their attitude in the world, mm-hmm. is fundamentally hostile and malevolent with regard to the totality of the other. Everything that isn't the self is basically the resource for me to use. The other is seen to be there to serve the self. The other is seen to be that which has to be changed, dismembered, demeaned, to satisfy the requirements of the self. It is therefore accurate to identify the intention of an immature person as a malevolent intention. Why is it malevolent? Why is it bad? Because it's destructive. You're driving through the township. Somebody tosses a can out of the window. You've seen this behavior. Mm. Right. He's saying to the world, you're my trash heap. That's what he's saying. You know, not I'm here to look after you. You're there to, I can do to you whatever I like. Mm. Mm. The illicit Eskom connection. There's, all of these are, these are, indications that you think it's okay for you to take. And what is the effect on that? The world collapses. Things mm. die. Mm. The, the society becomes increasingly impossible to function. So that destructiveness of the intent to take on the world around you, you can therefore say is an evil intent. Mm. It messes things up around you. Mm. The world, in, now, 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 so, so, so what is the effect of the world that you will see? If, if you look at a person who's like this, the world that is around them that they will see, the world encapsulating the malevolent self will be in a process of extinction. It will be in chaos, decay, and disorder in the process of satisfying the futile attempt of the self to establish permanence. Why do people take all the time? 
the first, but actually what they're trying to do is they're trying to stop themselves from dying. Mm. And they're trying to preserve the, you know, that, that, that's why they think it's okay to take. You know, they sort of, uh, if, you, if you knew that you, were, you weren't permanent, if you really knew that you were here to die, then the fact that you're here to give will become far more obvious to you. It's a discussion we had before. Yeah. But if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're trying to push the issue of death out of the, out of the, the, out of the room, you don't want to look at this issue, you never look it in the eye, you say, I want to be permanent here, then, then you think it's okay for you to take and you'll destroy the world around you. Yeah. You won't look, look after the world around you. Yeah. Every attempt of the malevolent itself to establish order in view of securing the self will further entrench the process of decay and extinction of the world. Um, which this, the, the extension of which the self experiences. The extension of the world is exponential. So, what does that mean? If somebody is thirsty and they drink salt water, what do you think is going to happen? They get more thirsty. So, you suffering the consequences of the fact that you're here to take, for instance, as a person. Mm -hmm. you're fearful the world around you is in disarray and so you try and make sure that you protect it you try and sh make sure you get what you want so you are you take from the world around you the world around you the people around you are going to experience that as hostile which means you're going to be threatened by them so your fear driven behavior gives you far more reason to be fearful Mm. You understand? It's like drinking salt water for thirst. Mm. Mm. So, and, it, and what I mean by, by exponential, the more you do it, the worse the problem becomes. The more you have to do it, the worse the problem becomes. It, like, it, it goes exponential. It just, mm. Eventually it becomes just, uh, just implodes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the whole ANC government. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's what mm. goes in my mind. Mm. I so let's see if we can have at least one positive one to get not so depressed. So this is number, point number 18. People are here to give are able to suspend their own comfort, convenience and interest in order to serve the other. So what's the difference between a person who's here to take and a person's here to give. A person's here to take doesn't care about your comfort or convenience. Mm -hmm. They don't care about what's good for the world. They'll just take. Mm -hmm. And they'll make you upset, which means they're going to have to take some more. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, a person's here to give doesn't change the world to suit him. He changes to suit the world. Alhamdulillah. Mm -hmm. So my comfort is secondary. Your comfort is the important one. The self accepts constraint in serving the other. The self is therefore expended in the care of the other. The self is submitted to extinction and the, and the other is cultivated. Mm. We, 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 what do we say? Ya Allah, grant me, uh, grant me death before I die. Fanafila. The best way of finding that place, that thing, is to serve unconditionally. Because... So there's, two, there's two, two variables. I either use you 
and I get destroyed, hmm. and I use you up, or I use me, I empty myself out, you're elevated and I get elevated. Hmm. But in order to do that, I have to be willing to face my own extinction. I have to be willing to give to give away to the point where there's nothing left. The self is submitted to extinction and the other is cultivated. The world encapsulating the self will therefore present itself as orderly, wholesome and well-tended. Mm-hmm. Both the intention and the effect of the self will be both the intention and the effect of the self will be benevolent. Why do you think I tell you guys to keep your rooms tidy? The first, the first expression of a person is here to serve is that their immediate environment is, is orderly. There's no chaos around. Bed is made. Yeah. Very deliberate. Why should we be keeping the zaga looking like it's a hospital sometimes? It's so tidy and clean. It's because the first expression of the fact that we're there to serve is when you look around you, the world around you is tidy. The world around you is clean. And also you yourself, you be forced to be in that. Exactly. Mm. And, I mean, this is really a very useful trick, by the way. I mean, I've... uh, um, um, I've uh, said this quite a number of times to a few people here. You see a lot of you can see people suffer with sometimes with with mood trouble. Eh? The guy's a bit depressed or whatever. The best advice to somebody who feels like that is go clean your room. Really. You feel unhappy? Go tidy your room. See what you feel like afterwards. <laughs> you feel completely different. Mm. You feel it, you feel it. You know, after, after, after cleaning the Zawiya, Sheikh, like, like mm. there's, there's something that you feel, it's like, you know, you, you don't know what's happening yeah. with you. Mm. you. You know, sometimes when I clean the Zawiya, I'll start seeing you from, from, Alhamdulillah. from, from, have you heard that, Sheikh? Yes, yes, yes. You even feel free. Yeah, it's like, it's like you've cleaned the part of yourself. Well, exactly right, exactly right. Mm. I think we'll stop there. We'll pick up the others on benevolence and malevolence to, uh, tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. So we finished on number 18. Eh? We'll just start with number 19 tomorrow. Amen. Subhana Rabbika Rabbizzati Amma Yasifun Wa Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmanillahi Wa Rabbiyah